Welcome back, Cuzzy, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning into the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two best friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Uh, your hosts for this show are Coaster Bro and Theme Park Stud. On today's episode, we're back at it again. We're on the road trip, doing the damn thing. We picked up Chef Jeff from the Hooters. It's all good. And guess what? We're in Philly. We're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And New Jersey, too. But mostly Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So stay tuned because we got an awesome show with some awesome theme parks and some awesome friends. Stay tuned and listen to because he's in your ears. Yo, 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 Coaster Bro, what it do, my dude? Oh, just got honked at, man. Driving around in Philly and uh, everybody's just fucking honking at me. It's crazy. But it's been been a good time, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just living life, doing my thing on this road trip. That's what's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. And I'm glad that we finally picked up our friend from... uh, which Hooters was it that he, he was left at? I can't even remember at this point. Yeah, which I think Hooters it was, was like New York. Was it Hooters? Connecticut? No, New York. Yeah. I like it. I think there was a Hooters in New York. I think it was just on the other side of New York in New Jersey. So, I mean, we didn't have to leave the state to come back and get you. But um, how would you rank that Hooters, Jeff? Uh, they were excellent hosts. Uh, uh, seven out of ten would, would return again. There you go. That's about the rating you're looking for at Hooters, a 7 out of 10. So, man, um, glad to hear met your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Theme Park Stud has some sort of a backpack on, just, yeah, like, we, licking and biting his neck. Yeah, we have, we have another host. Let's go ahead and give an update on Theme Park Stud's puppy, Maple, yes. turning into a dinosaur at this point, just, like, growing so fast. Yeah. Maple is she's doing fantastic. She definitely is teething now and likes to bite and lick. Um, uh, she's literally ow. Um, she literally just bit my ear. Um, uh, I'm gonna go get her a chew toy. Um, just to get her occupied for this, but she's doing fantastic. I love her. She's amazing. She's so cute. Hi. <laughs> All right. While you while you go and get that chew toy, um, Jeff. I was looking on the social media, and uh, you were in sunny San Diego for a little while. Yeah, I uh, did a quick uh, few-day getaway with the lady. Uh, we didn't hit up any amusement parks. I mean, we went to the zoo, uh, and the zoo was great. I haven't been there since 2008. Uh, oh, wow. A lot's changed, but a lot stayed the same. Uh, still a very, very nice zoo. Uh, we did drive by SeaWorld, so I guess that's about as far as it goes. On the amusement park front, um, we also hit up Balboa Park, which I, my family didn't really walk through as much as we did this time. Uh, it's really nice, really cool stuff. Highly recommend if you're going to do it. Uh, and then for the food buffs, uh, San Diego is like the breakfast capital of pretty much anywhere I've been. Uh, so if you are uh, definitely about your breakfast, they take it super seriously and it seemed like every place had a designated eggs benedict menu uh so i definitely had a couple of those i had a, a short rib eggs benedict at one place that was super good and then um uh, actually came to find out one of the places we went is also here in kansas city uh it's called 
snooze, I think. Oh yeah, snooze. And this is good. We've we've had, had snooze before. Habanero pork belly eggs Benedict. That was a plus. So highly recommend if you can deal with some spice. But uh, yeah, and then uh, while driving around, uh, wasn't really paying attention to where we were, and almost drove into the uh, border patrol line to cross into Mexico. Uh, it was about a mile away from that before. Uh, Cassie spoke up, so that almost happened, I guess. We're almost in Tijuana, Jeff. Can you yeah, yeah, take a yeah, left? Yeah, but I don't have my passport, so. That would have been a bad line. Yeah, yes, it would. What's so. your business here? I don't know. Uh, I'm just driving around San Diego. I don't know. You tell me. Pull him out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so, good. But yeah, overall good trip. Great weather the whole time. We went, we went to the beach, saw some. Actually, uh, I don't remember if I shared this with you guys, but uh, one of the beaches that we went to had a sealed off section. You could see, well, that's going to work out to be a pun. Uh, it is. was mating season for uh, seals, so there was just a bunch of wild seals just beached on the on the beach. Uh, that was that was cool to see. Nothing. I've never seen that. So, do you see any seals fucking? No, just a bunch of rolling around and sunning. I'd get my money back if I were you. Well, it was free, so okay. <laughs> so you got it back. Well, that's wonderful. Cool. Yeah. I need to go to San Diego soon. That's a high on my travel list. I've now been to every major city in California or Sacramento, if you count it. I mean, it is the capital, I think, isn't it? Sure. My capital education feeling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But at any rate, uh, San Diego is far and away my favorite major city in California. Uh, San Francisco. Um, Yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, super nice. Everything's nice. Uh, actually, it was even a lot cleaner than I remember. Um, one of the things I will say about the zoo is the first time around I went, there was a bunch of like graffiti etched into like cactuses and plants and stuff. And they got rid of, they, they cleaned up a lot of that. So that was nice to see. Graffiti so 2008 anyway, you know? Right. Especially on the side of cacti. Cacti. Cactuses. Yeah. But it's, it's teenagers, man. You sure. I mean, it was a bunch of the girl plus boy forever shenanigans. Well, glad you had a good time in San Diego. And even though you didn't see any seals fucking, I mean, sounds like it was a good time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to get back over to, to Jersey and get back on this mm-hmm. damn road trip. We've got a really fun stop. This time we're going to be hitting up one. Two, three parks and two credit stops, and gonna be highlighting Philadelphia. Philly, gonna be a good time. Have either of you been to Philadelphia? Nope. Yeah. You been to Philly? uh, Oh, never mind. Whoa, totally wrong. My yeah, you said that was experience is uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know why I confused those. They're completely different. Both start with P's, both in Pennsylvania. I get it. I have been to to Philadelphia, so I might be able to speak on like one or two things here. Um, I like it. I will uh, hopefully uh, have you to keep me in check for some of my food comments since I've never been. All right. I'm sure you've done your research and you've got some good stuff to share. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. 
But we just kind of ended up in Maryland. We're going to pretend like we went on the magical ferry back to New Jersey, and we're going to finish up Jersey here. So the first park to highlight is a park that's gone away for a little while and going to be reopening this year. Clemington Park. So, uh, Jeff, man, what do you got for a little history lesson for us on this place? Yeah, uh, so Clementon Park in Splash World, also known as Clementon Lake Park, is one of the world's oldest operating amusement parks and only one of 13 remaining trolley parks in the United States. It was founded in 1907 by Theodore Gibbs, along with his sons, Edgar and Willard. Uh, it was a popular destination early in the century, accessible from the trolley that ran from Camden, New Jersey, to the park entrance. Uh, by the 20s, the park boasted a movie theater, a dancing casino, a steam-driven carousel, uh, the Jackrabbit coaster, which was uh, state-of-the-art for the time, uh, and a razzle-dazzle ride. Uh, the park has changed hands several times over the years, with the most recent change coming from the purchase by Midwest Park Savior, none other than Gene Staples. God bless you, Gene Staples. Gene Staples just saving parks that don't really deserve to be saved. That guy. And Indiana Man Beach. finds the diamonds in the rough and uh, well, puts them in his pocket, I guess. Sometimes rich white men pull through. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Jury's out yet on Gene. <laughs> Well, that was a great history lesson. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, Gene Staples, some sort of a community legend at this point, saving three parks, and Clementon's one of them. I don't know if Clementon needed to be saved. I remember uh, on my last Jersey trip, we skipped Clementon because the, the admission was so high for the quality of credits. But um, you never know. You might you might just get an old-ass Schwarzkopf later, you know, in Clementon Park. Who knows? Seems like he has a, a knack for that. But uh, we'll go ahead and hit the rides and then highlight the food. I don't even know if they've highlighted food on their website yet, so that'll be kind of interesting. Oh, they have. They're yeah. already advertising. They got three places, and I got them all. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll cover all, everything you need to know about the food in Clementon Park. All right, but the first highlighted coaster here is Hellcat which was a 2004 edition, the replacement of Jackrabbit, which was a pretty big deal. Um, you don't see a lot of SNS wooden coasters. Avalanche was one of them uh, that has been like demoed in uh, the Wisconsin Dells area. So to save an SNS Woody, kind of a big deal here. Haven't heard good things about it. Hurts a little rough. Um, but, you know, after it's been standing but not operating since um, – 2019 so who knows how much work has gone into that maybe there's some good track work that's been done that things can be butter smooth time will tell we'll let the new jersey locals tell us about that um and then you have in 2019 there is an edition of dragon coaster which i've actually ridden this is a kitty coaster that used to be at bowcraft amusement park in new jersey which is basically your standard dragon wagon, but it's a little bit more drawn out. There's like a double helix situation. And for kitty coasters, not half bad. So that's your coaster lineup. Um, other than that, some other attractions to highlight. There is a water park that has like some small drop slides. Um, 
Matt Racers, a little Skyrider Rapids, which is like a traditional raft slide. That looks pretty good. And then for other attractions as well, you have the Thunder Drop, which is the Larson Drop Tower, which a lot of people say these things are underrated. They're a little bit, they may not be as tall as some of the elite drop towers, but they're the ones that you get pulled to the top and you can't see where you are. So if you look up, you have no idea how close you are to the top and then it just drops. There's no pause. It's just like, shit your pants, boom, ride done. So um, that's probably going to be, that might even be the best ride at the park when it reopens. Um, but they do have a King Neptune's Revenge log flume that goes out over the over the lake, which is a great name, King Neptune. If you don't have an Aquaman theme like Six Flags, next step, King Neptune. King Neptune. <laughs> and then uh, there's also a giant Ferris wheel that looks like it might be worth the while, so... I mean, when this park reopens in 2019, I don't know that I'll be rushing to get over there. But, you know, reopens, give it a few years, maybe a couple of additions, a few nice flat rides, a little upgrade to the water park, maybe a new coaster. Might be talking about this might be the kind of place you want to get back to. And Gene Staples, he's investing in the parks. Two new roller coasters are going to be opening this year at Indiana Beach. Two. And then um, I'm pretty sure there's a shuttle loop going up to the Niagara one um, that he's reopening. So big deal, big deal. Um, Yeah, there's the ride highlights. I hear they have three food options. So let's knock those out. Yeah, and before I dive into those, I kind of just want to say, looking at the pictures of the park that I can see, uh, actually doesn't look too far off of Indiana Beach. So I think I can see why it was tugging at old Gene's heartstrings. (laughs) that's that's pretty fair so all right uh so the food we've got three options here uh the first i'll lead off with is the wing kitchen they've got wings they've got burgers salads fries and their famous fried cauliflower uh so if you want some cauliflower hit them up i've heard actually cauliflower wings are actually pretty decent uh i know that's generally the vegetarian option they do on hot ones so Mm. I bet they're good. Um, next will be Chicky and Pete's, as Kansas City folks will be familiar with. World's Fun used to have Chicky and Pete's. Chickies and Pete's, sorry. Uh, they've got crab fries, cheese steaks, shrimp, burgers, hot dogs, and more. It's and the more that up. gets me. I like the more yeah. part right. of the Chickies and Pete's. It's, it's enough suspense to get you to want to show up. But turns out the more is just their drink menu. Um, and crab <laughs> seasoning. Yes. Yep. A shitload of that. <laughs> uh, and then the last food option at Clementon <clears throat> Park will be Pizza Hut. It's the massive disappointment you're already aware of. <laughs> but that that was actually when, when you're talking about Pizza Hut, you got chickies and peas, and what was the other one? Just a a wing, the wing kitchen. I don't fucking hate those three options. Yeah, not not bad. I'd probably go to one of the other two. I I don't it's been probably at least 10 years since i've ordered from pizza hut same pizza Usually. looks pretty good these days really yeah i might have pizza hut for lunch now i would Hello. say um out of like domino's pizza and papa john i think pizza hut's kind of doing the best right now for quality of pizza well that is a that is a bold opinion because domino's is as far as my uh takeout or 
delivery option is generally my go-to right now. So I don't fuck with Domino's. <laughs> yeah, the pizza wars are real, apparently. So. Anyways, back to Clementon. Yeah, are there any other things to say about Clementon? Can you order like Pizza Hut, Domino's, and Papa John's into the park if, if you don't want these options? Uh, uh, probably not. Probably not. So Pizza Hut, not a bad choice. I might I might try all three of those places. I might get some wings. I might get some crab fries and a slice of pizza. And that's, that's a bomb-ass meal. I think if we uh, do a food episode, we should do a blind pizza taste test. Might be a good off-topic. Right. Might Sorry. be good. I'm, I'm getting heated about this pizza. <laughs> pizza <laughs> have my win. Who knows? All right. And I do want to bring up, there is a credit stop somewhat nearby in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And this is actually, I would highly recommend this credit stop. Because when you, when you talk about credit stops, usually it's an SBF spinner nowadays, right? How many times have we mentioned SBF spinner on this fucking podcast? If anybody can do the research real quick, um, I feel like last I feel like last episode every park had one. Yeah, well, I am going to bring up this is an SBF Visa coaster, <laughs> and it does spin, but it's not that standard model. This is actually a wild mouse, which makes it somewhat unique, and, and it's before the craze of SBF spinners. So this ride opened in 2013, and it does operate at Funplex in Mount Laurel. And this is a full-sized spinning wild mouse. Kind of a unique credit. So go ahead and put that on your list on your trip to Jersey. I don't think you skip this one. I think you got to pop in, 20-minute time commitment, get the ride in and leave. Good times to be had on the SBS spinner. Good fucking times. You know what better times are, though? Philadelphia. We got to go visit Philadelphia. This is a... Great American city, known for the fine brotherly love of the people that drive behind you and honk their ass off if you even tap the brakes. I don't have any beef with people in Philadelphia who have fucking honked at me every time I fucking drove in there. And uh, don't take a wrong turn because it'll be $14 across that toll as you're getting honked at. Not speaking from experience. But other than that, there's a lot of good shit there. So we got the food, we got the attractions, we got everything you need to know about Philadelphia, as told by two motherfuckers that have never been to Philadelphia. So can't wait to see <laughs> what we have to say. <laughs> we'll start with attractions, theme park stud. What do we need to um, see in Philly? I mean, Philly, it's a huge uh, city of history. I mean, it's, I, you think back, you go back to like American history back in elementary school. I feel like they would just bounce around between like Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia. Those motherfuckers, they're just going back and forth doing history stuff. And um, number one, you got to check out the Liberty Bell. I mean, it's just an iconic piece of our history in Philadelphia. So, I mean, it's, it's like a must thing to do in Philadelphia. Did you do that, Coaster Bro, when you went there? Probably not. Yeah, I, I saw that. Okay. It was. Um... <laughs> It's fucking fine. Yeah, it's a bell with a crack in it. I mean, I mean, you'll spend a minute there, take a picture with the bell, and move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it isn't a cool little area, and like I, I know there's like tours and stuff you can do around the bell that 
we didn't have time and didn't pay for. Um, but a lot of historic buildings and shit around there. Very yeah, another important. one. Yeah, another one is Independence Hall. I mean, yeah. I, this would be something that like if we were at like if we if we went to Philadelphia, you know, did 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 a few of the parks, spent like a day or two. I think it would be kind of fun to maybe spend like four or five hours doing like a few of these tours, just learning some history. I mean. When are you going to ever do that really, you know, to this level, essentially, I think it'd be kind of neat to check out. It would be. Yeah. Um, but again, they have a bunch of different museums. They have the Philadelphia Muse- Museum of Art. Um, they have a quite a few other ones as well. Um, you also got to go to the iconic love park, the John F. Kennedy Plaza. That's where it has that iconic love sign. It's like um, on top of each other. We see a lot of people taking photos and whatnot um i haven't seen that before i gotta google that shit it's the love park yeah it was like it was really one of the places in like tony hawk pro skater 2 oh yeah i'm glad that's how you associated that with that (laughs) that is how i associate the world with um i've I've done a kickflip there i've done a kickflip there oh yeah i I know what this is yeah i've grinded many rails here (laughs) it's not the only thing Hey-o. um but you know there's also a really cool like penitentiary that you could like that's been a that's old that you could abandon that's abandoned that you could tour and stuff um you can't abandon i'd prefer to abandon it yeah but it actually had some well-renowned criminals there like um al capone was uh he he was stationed there for a little bit not stationed i guess in prison there for a little bit he was the head um, guard his <laughs> guard, you know. To be fair, uh, Al Capone was probably running that shit. Probably, yeah. Um, but this is a lot of cool places to go to, like um, a lot of cool um different like sections of the city that kind of like are pretty. Um, another one is kind of history. Benjamin Franklin Parkway has this big kind of fountain in the middle, has a bunch of like trees and a little park that's kind of out there. If you want kind of a romantic diet, you can also go to Spruce Street Harbor Park. And there's a bunch of these um, hammocks up that you couples could kind of lay in and kind of enjoy and stuff like that. Um, pretty cool. Uh, other than that, there's like just a lot of different like museums and like stuff to do. There's a cool, um, on there's a One Liberty observation deck. You have a great like 360 view of the city and stuff. So if you want a nice, like if you're an iconic view person, that's a good spot to go. Um, and then of course, you know, go to the, go to the Paul park, watch a game for the, um, the, who's the Philadelphia team? The Phillies. Um, the Phillies. That's it. That makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of the main ones when it comes to that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. I will say, uh, one thing I do want to bring up, I don't know if it's still fucking there because I, I didn't go maybe 2015, 2016. If you go to the Liberty Bell, there's a lot to do around there. It's like bars and shit. Bars and shit are pretty fun. So go see the bell, go get drunk off your ass, go yell at a stranger. Or honk at them. Or honk. Bring your own horn. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, there's um, a lot of food in Philadelphia. A lot of uh, travel channel specials. Talking about what's the best fucking cheesesteak here. And everybody yeah. has their own opinion. So, yeah. I'm sure you might mention one or two cheesesteaks here. Yeah, and I'm going to... Well, I'm just 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to lead off with it just so we can get the controversy out of the way. Uh, there's no way I'm going to make everybody happy with this one, but I'm going with what I've seen and what I know, uh, which is nothing since I've never been there other than other people's opinions. Um, yes. We got to kick off Philly with the food you came for and with a little research, primarily the experience of my dad visiting Philadelphia and a YouTuber I trust for food. <laughs> uh, Joshua Weissman, who does a lot of, uh, he'll do, he'll make replicas of stuff at restaurants, but better or but faster, or whatever. I highly recommend the channel. He's entertaining. Uh, at any rate, um, Max's Cheesesteaks seems good. to be the place to go. Um, as primarily from this video, the, the description he gave, and he he picked up from multiple places. Uh, one of them being Tony Luke's, which is where my dad went, and neither of them had much in the way. Like it was just an average sandwich to them. It was. I have um, also had Tony Luke's, and I would say it was pretty average. Yeah, uh, which is, and it's unfortunately it's one of the big names. So maybe it was one of those big names that suffered from their fame. Uh, so you know, there's Geno's pads and stuff out there, but uh, I'm seeing overwhelmingly positive comments about max's cheesesteaks so if you're wanting your fix for the iconic sandwich hit up max's one thing i think that's kind of interesting uh, that philly people will often say is if you are going to philly to get a philly cheesesteak you must get cheese whiz for your cheese if it's any other cheese it's not fucking authentic i i am down with cheese whiz on a cheesesteak i like the salt that comes with cheese whiz for the philly cheesesteak i think it ties it all together personally there you go. And I will say, I mean, the best cheesecake I have had was at Tony Luke's. I mean, it yeah. still fucking was good. But I'm comparing it to, like, Baker University cafeteria-style cheesesteaks here. Right. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, as far as what I my go-to here, uh, I'm probably going to get crucified for this one, too. But uh, Jersey Mike's has a pretty solid cheesesteak. It does. Yeah. I've had that before, so, and it's pretty damn good. Um. All right, on to the next. Uh, this place also has a cheesesteak, but that's not why you're going. Uh, it's called John's Roast Pork. Uh, the lesser known, but still highly important Philly tradition, the roast pork sandwich. Uh, they have a large sandwich menu in general, including breakfast, but the, the roast pork soaked in all of its roasting juices is the one that you want. And the sandwich looks pretty darn good. If you haven't looked it up, I highly recommend it. John's Roast Pork. Damn it, I'm getting hungry as shit now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sandwich man, so this is killing me. <laughs> um, oh, I off. was born a sandwich man. Thank you. Cheesesteak as fast as I can. That was that was great. I appreciate it. Oh, this is a sexy uh, sandwich, right? Uh, if I recall, it's the the roast pork provolone, and then uh, John's puts spinach on theirs like cooked spinach which yeah. depending on depending on the person is a polarizing topping i'm sure you can ask for it without but i, I like cooked spinach so if i'm being honest this looks better than cheesesteak yeah they've got it like looks, the different. bread looks better like there's some sort of seasoning on it okay and like i said you can go and get both because they have cheesesteaks on their menu too and i probably would if i wanted to do an all-in-one experience <laughs> that might be a good advice yeah Try them side by side. Take some home to your hotel. Thank you. Um, and uh, another weird 
thing. Like I don't mind a cold Philly cheesesteak. Like people eat cold pizza. For me, I love a cold Philly cheesesteak for whatever reason. I like it hot too, but it's just something about <laughs> the leftovers. Oh yeah, you like so, it hot. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so on to another Philly tradition. Uh, soft pretzels are apparently a big thing around here. Uh, so we've got Center City Soft Pretzel Company, uh, open since 1981. They offer a variety of pretzels that are fresh and chewy, resolving another local craving. Um, they do have um, bagels that are made out of pretzel dough. So basically pretzel bagels uh, that looked really, really good. So this is the place to hit, Center City Soft Pretzel Company. Uh, yeah. Next on the list uh, for another local item i've heard of this before but uh i don't know if i can bring i mean i'd probably at least try it just to say i did uh down home diner uh one of many places you can go to get scrapple which is a combination of pork spices and cornmeal looking it up it looks like a weird pork meatloaf uh generally served at breakfast apparently pair as well with maple syrup alongside some eggs and toast um I mean, I'd at least give it a go, but it's some of the pictures are not flattering. Others make it look really good. So I guess you just got to make sure you pick a really good place to go. And uh, Down Home Diner had a uh, better looking Scrabble than others that I saw. And so, like the the in, inside decor just looks like a vibe that you want to eat at, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It looks real good. Uh, the last. Uh, this is going to be another polarizing item because I was getting conflicting Google results about the classification of this dish. Uh, but it's Sarconi's, uh, again, apologies if I'm mispronouncing, Sarconi's Bakery, open since 1918. You want to come here for your tomato pie, which is which is or isn't pizza, depending on who you ask. So we'll get Perry's opinion on Discord later. Uh, it's focaccia-like bread with a healthy layer of tomato sauce and a sprinkle of Parmesan. Sure to resolve a pizza-like craving if it's not being classed as pizza so yeah this looks like a it almost looks like a deep dish pizza with just sauce and like shredded parmesan on it yeah but it is uh my understanding is it's pretty thin crust uh i think oh, it is yeah above average uh sauce layer it looks really good so i want to try it either way even whether or not it's pizza it looks good so yeah that rounds out our philly food options Excellent. Um, you can also just go to a bar and just start fighting motherfuckers if you want in Philly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Just go in there and say, the Flyers suck, and just see yeah, what happens. Yeah. Get you a hockey guy to, to brawl against, a couple yeah. teeth knocked out. Yeah. That shit will go well. I've seen the Philadelphia Flyers play. I am uh, going to start – what? I'm going to start uh, watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, great fucking show. Incredible show. They've got a podcast now, too. That's uh, Yeah, the, the It's Always Sunny podcast. Yeah, it's um, pretty damn good. Flip, flip, flip-adelphia. Flip, flip, flip-adelphia. I was going to sneak that in somehow, and I think the only way is if we bring up It's Always Sunny. Um, <laughs> Damon, oh, oh, fighter of the night, man, oh, champion of the sun, oh, you're a master of karate and friendship. 
for everyone. That's a great fucking song. Theme Park said, I can't wait for you to catch up on that. Because um, you gotta you gotta pay the troll toll to <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Right <laughs> you gotta pay that trouble. Toll. I watched the water park episode the other night. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just about every episode is pretty damn funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess we should get back to the theme park world. Um, kind of close too. I think our next stop here is Sesame Place. Yes, Sesame Place, the land of Sesame Street, and water parks and. Punching, punching motherfuckers in the face. Employees, I think, it was a story that came out. Uh, I don't know if it's 2020 or 2021, but I've not heard that, so I need to go hunt that down. Yeah, it had to do with like enforcing a mask policy, and this motherfucker got punched in the face. It was a kid. Too. <laughs> well, when it, when Big Bird's uh, involved, you either you, you fuck around and you find out. <laughs> that's right. So um, I don't think that's going to be a part of your history, but um, no, can't wait to hear. I don't know anything about the history of this it's, park so it's really brief because the site doesn't have much and wikipedia had even less uh sesame place opened in middletown township pennsylvania in 1980 it is one of two theme parks in the u.s based entirely on the children's tv show sesame street it is operated by SeaWorld parks and entertainment great history lesson yeah somehow it re- i didn't i didn't know it was around that long i thought it'd be like a newer park the 80s you know i guess that is newer but yeah yeah i mean their their website makes it look pretty modern oh yeah, so, it, yeah. i heard good things about it what what have you heard <laughs> i heard it's very nice like clean and very nice it's a good place it, to get your shit rocked it is owned by SeaWorld Parks, so I mean they, they generally have nice upkept places. I used to uh, work with someone at Universal that uh, she came from Sesame Place and then got a job at Universal. I know somebody that works there now that is um, works there and is looking to hire some people. So if you are an operations professional, DM us on Coaster Cussies. Admissions, Park Services, Security, hit us up. I'll I'll connect you. Mainly Don't- security though. Because we need some <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to we need to protect the child labor there. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's go into the the coaster lineup here. Um, very brief, but we've got kind of a star in this coaster lineup. And you know that motherfucker that lives in the trash can. I think his name's Oscar Grouch. Yep. Oscar the Grouch. Yep, his ass has a wacky taxi ride. That um, I hear great things about that is like worth coming to Sesame Place just to ride Oscar's Wacky Taxi. And this was a 2018 Gravity Group edition coaster that's only 43 feet tall, 1,205 feet. So very compact, very small, um, but very thrilling. This is going to be like your top thrill ride at this park. And this is a this is a wooden coaster that I think are sneaking into people's like top 50 top 25 woodies depending on how many coasters you've ridden so here good things about it i've actually still never ridden a fucking family gravity group coaster i don't know how at this point but this is one that's going to be high on my list the other option your other credit here is a vacoma roller skater with a very good name called vapor trail i think you're on some sort of a jet but the fart joke is there and that was built in 1998. And um, 
you know, for the longest, it was kind of the only stop. Um, so this park wasn't really drawing in enthusiasts if all they have is vapor trail and you've got like a pretty high park admission. This isn't a paper ride park and uh, you got the Sesame Place name. So you can, you can jack up prices there. All the kids want to go. Um, but yeah, those are your two rides there. They're mostly known for their water park. Um, and it is geared towards children like Legoland age. So like age appropriate water park. They do have like three water slides there that are adult size. That might be worth checking out if you're trying to waste some time before going to Six Flags or somewhere else. Um, and you have like a half day. This could be maybe add the water park on there and it'll be a good time. Um, but some other attractions, they do have the Sunny Day Carousel, which if you love Sesame Street, which I am a big fan of Sesame Street. I'm running to Sesame Street this year. 100 miles from Sesame Street. I'm getting there. I'm about... A little over halfway there and um, virtually running to that place. So you can say I'm a Sesame Street fan for a 32-year-old dude, you know. Probably a little bit too enthusiastic about it, but I do like love Cookie the Monster? Big fan of Cookie Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Great inside joke there that we're not going to tell on the show. <laughs> Maybe we have told it already. I don't know. But uh, Cookie Monster, very good dude. Gets me through my days. Um, let's see. They also have a Slimy's Square play area, which I thought it was just a funny attraction. It's literally just like two anthills and a soft play that toddlers can go hang out at. <laughs> so just like some umbrellas over it. And, and I just thought that was a hilarious attraction. So I'm highlighting it. And then uh, you've got Elmo's Cloud Chaser Sunny Ride. Going to be honest, I don't remember what that ride is. I took these notes two weeks ago, but um Maybe check that out while you're there. Might go up in the sky a little bit. Maybe it's a Ferris wheel. Maybe it's not. I'm not going to look it up, though. You can look it up yourself. And that's Sesame Place. Is there any food to highlight? Uh, you can dine with Elmo and friends. It's a buffet meal with your favorite Sesame Street friends. Not entirely sure what kind of food because they didn't list it. That was about the extent of the description they gave. So, Is that all you need here? That's a smart move for a small park, I think. Just have a buffet, pay one price, you get what you get. Everybody gets what they want. That's I'm a, that's sure my... they have something else like snacks. That, that's a long, yeah. They have to have some kind of snacks. Maybe not like a quick service, but at least something with snacks and a few other drinks. It's like buffet is a commitment. Like, I, I mean, I, I would assume that there's probably a dip and dot stand somewhere, but uh, the, the sole option listed on their website are two different date ranges for dine with Elmo and friends. Right now, they've got a Easter dine with Elmo and friends going until April 18th. Nice. Hmm. Maybe they just do that seasonally. Like in the off season, maybe they just have the buffet so they don't have to hire motherfuckers. Right. It's probably hard to hire people when you might get punched in the face. That's true. <laughs> might be i don't know all right um cool there you go sesame place i know it's this is like 30 45 minutes or so something like that i'm just guessing from six flags great adventure so if you're looking to get your credits in before your stop at six flags i think it's worth it it's gonna be a stressful day at six flags if you're trying to get all those credits though oh, a yeah. lot of them all right what's next on the dang outline here hmm Yep, it is Six Flags Great Adventure. What you came Whoa. for? 
This is uh, this is pretty much the, this is the premier park in Jersey. We just kind of danced around it, made you guys wait till the end of Jersey, and uh, Jackson, New Jersey here. One of my favorite Six Flags parks, so I am excited to talk about this one. What you got for a history lesson? I uh, I kept this one pretty brief because there was quite a bit to it, and I highly encourage you guys, if you are history buffs, to go check out more about the park. But in the interest of time, cut it down a bit. Uh, so Six Flags Great Adventure began life simply as Great Adventure in 1974 under the management of restaurateur Warner Leroy with grand plans for an entertainment complex that included a lot of ambitious things. Uh, Six, Six Flags, or rather at this point, Bally's acquired the park in 1977. The park changed hands a few times uh, over the years with each imprinting several rides on the park, helping it to become the thrill destination it is now, boasting, uh, if my source was correct, 14 current credits. I think I think you're 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 right. It is 14. That's in my notes next to my title. A plus. It's a great transition. 14 roller coasters here at Jesus. Six Flags. Which when you're talking about some elite quote unquote coaster parks, how is this not in the conversation more? Everybody's always jerking off to Cedar Point, jerking off to Six Flags Magic Mountain, jerking off just in general. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's jerking off. Anyway, that transitions well to Batman, who probably jerks off. Before jerking you around. <laughs> the 1993 edition. So this was one of the earlier ones of Batman. There's some pretty good theming, I, I think. I remember. No, I don't. I don't remember riding this one. I know I did. But I think it was like my like eighth Batman at the time. So it's it's a Batman. It's got it's one that I think had good theming. There you have well, it. They usually do. I, I will say the all the Batman rides at Six Flags, they, they stick pretty well and make me think of those uh the, the Batman movies from when we were kids. I do wish that Six Flags, like I understand the the need to clone these things and put them everywhere for probably money purposes i'm glad that there's good quality but like what would six flags have been like if they just put inverts in all their all their coaster parks and they were kind of different that'd be kind of nice <laughs> anyway there is another batman ride here and this is an underrated <laughs> ride to me so it's dark knight which was a 2008 edition which is right next to batman the ride Mac Wildmouse. What I like about these coasters is they are like in a warehouse and they're kind of themed and they're usually in pretty good shape because they don't have any weathering. They're indoors. They're not rough or anything. So um, put it high on your list, I guess. Low capacity, ride it early, but you got the Dark Knight coaster, which is a box in a lot of theme parks. But you know, if you haven't rode one, get excited. They're, 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 they're a great surprise. You guys may have heard of this one, 2006. Got the addition of El Toro, the Intamin prefabricated roller coaster that derailed last year and has since reopened, I think, a couple weeks ago. But this is... Oh, you're talking about Toro? What? You're talking about Toro? Oh, yeah, Toro. Sorry. Locals to this park will just call it Toro because they're fucking cool. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, Toro. I'm going to go by Toro. No, put the L in front of it. El Toro. You know, this is unanimously in the coaster enthusiast world, one of the best coasters in America. I have rode this about three different times and three different visits. Every time I get off it, I got a fucking headache. There's like some sort of like a rattleness to it. The airtime is insane. I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but would are you guys like you haven't rode it? Is this like one of the top ones on your list? Are you a little worried? Do you do you trust Costa Bro that she'll get a headache? Well, and I mean, I I trust that we're of similar age and uh, bodily response where we are now. That uh, yeah, I'll probably get a headache from it. But uh, until the installation of Jersey uh, Jersey Devil, sorry, uh, this would this is probably the coaster that makes me look forward to coming to the park the most. I would yeah. say. And I yeah, want it's to, a must ride. It's like, not, I'm not gonna not ride it. Bad. It just sits in the same bucket as Voyage for me. It's similar ride. Experience. Well, in my my sole ride on Voyage was great, but that was also uh, over about ten years ago. So, right. Well, maybe it's smoothed out because when that shit derailed, they had to fix a lot of track. Yeah. <laughs> Thing fucking dragged through the whole the whole fucking. Just fucking derailed and dragged. Any injuries? No, they were good. Good. Maybe minor, but my God. Maybe don't derail. Right. Freaking All right, El Toro. There you go. It's world class. Um, <laughs> 2011, you saw the addition of Green Lantern, which is a B&M stand-up, formerly known as Chang at... Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom when that operated there. Hard to think of Kentucky Kingdom as having a BM stand up. Um, this was one I was very excited to ride. Wrote it, and man, it's it's it falls in the category of bad stand-up, which is where most fall, unless your name is Riddler's Revenge or Georgia Scorcher. You're not gonna be any good, and this this definitely strikes that box. It's big, it's impressive looking. You get excited, but then man, it's a rough one. I see I the the soul I can't uh I think Mantis was still sit down when I wrote it so the soul uh B&M stand-up I have is uh, Riddler's Revenge which I love yeah out of Magic Mountain you've been to over Georgia did you not get on uh Georgia Scorcher when you were there I think it was either closed or huge line yeah huge line and i was just i mean i came during the halloween event while i was waiting on you so i just i don't i don't think i got to it that was fun i had to work and i just like hooked you up with the flash pass <laughs> it, it was great went around riding shit what a great day that was it was, was next day was better because we got to hang out but yeah it's inter- that was the first time i'd ever been to an amusement park alone that i'd never been to yeah. Like any other time I've been with other people, but it was a cool experience. And I, I recommend doing it. If it's not something you've done before, you got to get the freedom to do what you want and not have to worry about folks around you, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying like, there's a difference when you do what you want. Yeah. There's no conversation about what should we do next? Blah, 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 blah. You just do it. Yeah. Nice. All right. We'll move on to the next coaster. 1999 edition. This actually used to be called. Blackbeard's Lost Treasure Train, which is what it was when I wrote it. 
Six Flags, you know they're going to Six Flags. They renamed it to Harley Quinn's Crazy Train, which this is one of those coasters that I actually really love. It's a Zaire coaster, family coaster. I mean, you're looking at a maximum height of, I don't know, I'd have to look that up, and I'm not going to do it right now. 40 feet, maybe? 26 feet. 26 feet. So you're borderline kitty coaster here. The train is basically the length of the park. It's just fucking huge. It eats people. Like, there's two people in each row. I think it might seat 40 fucking people on that train, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, very good ride. It doesn't feel like a kitty coaster. I think every park should have one of these. They're just good. Good rides. And then 2021, the people of Six Flags Great Adventure were real pissy for a couple years. They hadn't had a good new addition since basically El Toro. I mean, they got some relocated rides, some off-the-shelf things. I didn't really have a lot of empathy for them as a 2008 Prowler was our last coaster in my home park. So at least you got a fucking coaster. But their whining got rewarded, and they did get the New Jersey Devil RMC coaster, which is the single rail. And, um, yeah, looks fucking great. People aren't really raving about it as much as I thought they would. I thought this was going to be the sleeper coaster of 2020, 2021, 2022. That whole era of, like, every we have a new coaster every year because we didn't open it last year. This fell into that pit of like, I don't know when it was supposed to fucking open. And uh, people say good things about it, but like they're not saying it's elite, which I think is kind of odd. I haven't ridden a single rail yet. Have you? No. I might here in a few months. I'm curious what the sensations are like. I think it's you're going to die sensation. And it's just like ejector throwing you out of your seat situation. Yeah. Fast transitions. And I think that might be the complaint about this one is that it's not like the compact ones that the whole ride just feels like one element. It goes so fast through the elements. And this one has a little bit of breather, I guess, in between some of the elements, which is the complaint. But that can't be a bad thing. I still believe that this might be one of the best coasters. Like top 25 worthy. But people are just talking about Velocicoaster and Iron Gwazi so damn much. That sounds like that's legit. But anyway, almost gets me back to the park. Maybe one more premier coaster. I might prioritize it. 2016, the addition of a Joker SNS free spin. Oh, it is what it is. Um, I will say, like, you walk into the front gate, and that's kind of the focal point when you walk in. So that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Because I think the best element about these rides is that they look so funky. And like people are like, oh my God, it's crazy. <laughs> um, next coaster, yeah. you might have heard of it. 2005 edition, King to Ka, the tallest roller coaster in the fucking world. Intamin, 128 miles per hour. Fucking blast your spine into the back of the seat. Let's put you up this penis tower, get you back down. <laughs> Great ride. Um, people compare this ride so much to Top Thrill Dragster, and they bitch about the over-the-shoulder restraints, but I, it's the same shit. They're, they're the same fucking ride. 
if you're riding in the back of this, you already got a problem. You're not supposed to be riding in the back row of any of these accelerator coasters. Front couple rows takes the shakiness away. It's a great ride. And uh, I will say, even I've ridden it probably four or five times. Every time I get a little bit nervous. Is this high on your guys' bucket list? Would you be excited if you visited this park and be like, there it is, King Ka? If I had never uh, ridden and survived uh, Top Thrill Dragster, um, I'd probably be more excited about it. But, I mean, it's I know it's going to be fun so long as – I kind of want to do a rollback. Yeah. Just because just so I can say I had the experience. But, I mean, otherwise it's it's a long wait for a really short ride. It's a must ride, but <clears throat> not the reason why I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good supporting character. Now you rank top to uh, Jeff, you rank top to Dragster pretty high, right? Uh I'd have to revisit my let me let me get pulled up one sec. Um, pull up the stat sheet. Yeah, I have one. I I don't know. Hang on, sorry. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but go, go ahead and attack your point while I'll you were, and I'll get this pulled up. My point is King Daka does look like a big dick. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with rankings, but <laughs> I would rank it as a top dick. <laughs> uh I'm very excited. Sorry, go ahead. Jeff, go Jeff ahead. has moved oh. into a new house and looking for his my Excel his... sheet on my computer where nothing has changed. Yes. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, top 10 steel. It is, mind you, my or my total is still only like at 120 or 140, 149. Okay. So I don't have the same uh, quantity to boast as others. Um, I have it sat at number four right now. I'd probably have to revisit on the day. Uh, so this should be just, pretty high on your list, motherfucker. Well, let me let me rephrase. Top, it's number four on top ten steel. It doesn't okay. exist in my top. You love five. a Woody. Oh. Love a good Woody. Say it again. You love a good Woody. Oh yeah, Outlaw Run, Ghost Rider, and Jackrabbit top that. Some sort of a. I think Dan just put his dog in the blender. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. It's good having you, Maple. Maple syrup in the blender, not maple dogs. It was was nice to know you. Honestly, uh, Top Thrill Dragster, where I have them on the list, Top Thrill Dragster and Accelerator are probably interchangeable. So uh, one more point, just kind of, you know, I'm looking at my list and I'm noticing, you know, at least based on what I'm hearing from other people, uh, Maverick is absent entirely from my top 10 steel. Not that it matters to anybody, but uh, it's also based on my actual last experience riding these things. And that was in what, 2010, 11, when it still had the shoulder restraints that wanted to uh, relieve your head from your body. So um, yeah, I mean, I would love to revisit a lot of these and I'm sure I'd have a different opinion, but uh, that's where Top Trail Dragster stands right now, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Uh, next coaster on the list. Little Devil Coaster. What a great name. It's actually a 1999 edition. And used to be called Roadrunner Railway. It's just a Zamperla. 
What a great name. Got the Jersey Devil and the Little Devil. Very cute. As cute as you can make the devil, I would say. And the logo is pretty cute. Pretty cute. Pretty cute it's logo. Cute. That's just so cute. cute. <laughs> All right, 1999 as well. By the way, three fucking coasters in 1999. <laughs> Harley Quinn's Crazy Train, Little Devil Coaster, and Medusa. So Medusa is interesting because it opened in 1999 to 2008 as Medusa, but then 2008 painted that ship, or sorry, 2008 to 2009 painted that ship purple. Became Bizarro. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, back to Medusa it is. Just fucking choose one. I hate when Six Flags does this. Like, if you're going to fucking be Bizarro, be Bizarro. If you're going to be Medusa, be Medusa. Quit fucking changing it. But probably some nostalgia. Weird it was for two days, uh, two years. Yeah. What was for two years? Just being a bizarro for two years well 09 to 21 was bizarro oh they said 08 to 09 oh okay yeah never mind uh, 08 to 09 was when it was like switching over oh uh, okay that makes sense one year would be fucking weird yeah i'm with you on that but yeah i mean this is my personal and this is without writing uh jersey devil i actually like this coaster more than all of the coasters in this park I am a big fan of this floor. I don't know why. It's just, it's intense. It's got like little set pieces in it. There's fucking fire. Maybe that's what it is. It's the fire. It's got a sweet entrance. You come in under the Cobra rule. Yeah. And it's just tucked away into a weird spot, which is, I guess it was weird to call it Bizarro in the first place. So why did they do it? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, I, I put this high on my list as like top three. To, I mean, you're probably putting at least in your top four at this park if you visit. But underrated to me. And then another ride that gets people furious to say if you like it, which is kind of odd to me, the 2001 edition of Nitro, the B&M Hyper. Which, when you're talking about early hypers, a lot of people said it was their favorite uh, before like the new era of like Diamondback and a couple others around that time. Um, it's a good ride. There's a little bit of a rattle to it. I mean, it's 2001. It's what, 20 something years old now at this point? Weird color scheme. I don't know why the theme is nitro. I, I honestly, I love the track colors. Yeah. I think it looks cool. It's unusual. Yeah. What kind of, you don't get a lot of pink coasters. Yeah. I do like a good pink uh -huh. coaster. But yeah, this thing is 230 feet tall, 5,394 feet. So it's it's up there. It's, it's one of my favorites at the park. Keep it moving, though. 1974, Runaway Railway, the Arrow Mine Train Coaster. Not one of the better ones. I didn't really enjoy it, but I do like the setting on the lake. And uh, makes a good photo spot of El Toro. Kind of sneaks in on the side with, like, King Ka. The Runaway Mine Train, El Toro. Makes for a great photo spot. Almost iconic, even. 1996, you have the addition of School Mountain, the Intamin indoor roller coaster, which I found interesting that it was an Intamin. I would have assumed some other manufacturer. This is very much a themed queue station right in a warehouse. <laughs> 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 um, which is what it is. 1996 Six Flags, sure. 
Um, it's one that I could see leaving soon. I'll just use that space for something better. 2003 saw the addition of Superman Ultimate Flight, your standard B&M flyer coaster. You've rode one, you've rode them all. This one is just in a field and doesn't have any terrain. So, I mean, it's fine. Well, I can skip it. I uh, I think I've mentioned it like 12 times already, but those pretzel loops make me kind of go away a little bit. I kind of start to. That's the that's the closest I've ever felt to like actually like blacking out. So, yeah, I do not enjoy them at all. All right, that's the coaster lineup though. You got a pretty good lineup. You got a lot of clones in there. Thank you, Heath. My dog is throwing a fit that I'm not paying attention to him right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good coaster lineup. I can see how you wouldn't say it's elite, but. What's what's nice about this park is it adds the other attractions. Amp this up for me. So I'm going to go ahead and go through it. One of them, which I don't necessarily like this ride, but it is very unique. You have Houdini's Great Escape. So this is a ride that is themed to Houdini. You go into Houdini's like house and you sit and like it looks like bleacher style. You're facing the other side and it's like two rows. And then Houdini starts to do some crazy shit. And then you start to rock. Okay, this is kind of weird. And then as you're rocking, you don't actually invert, but the room starts to rotate the opposite of the way you're rocking. So it's like you're just fucking spinning around in this house. And it's like a really cool effect. Um, It's weird. When you get off, you do want to fucking throw up. But... I, I do recommend that you ride this ride because it is so fucking weird. Um, maybe even elite and like torturing yourself. <laughs> they also are one of the only remaining Six Flags parks that have a parachute drop ride, um, which is called Training Center, Parachute Training Center, Edwards Air Force Base. So you got to have respect for that because this is one of those rides that every Six Flags park had for a little while. And this is really the only one I can think of that still operates. Um, so if you do go, you got you got to prioritize that because you can't imagine that staying around too much longer. You do have a good Skyway ride as well because this is a big park. It's nice if the line's not long to jump on that Skyway, get over to Medusa, get over to El Toro, um, or get to the other side of the park by Nitro. So. I do respect a good Skyway Skyway ride. And this is a park that has a good dark ride. You've got a Justice League. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? It's adding up. This is almost better than the coaster lineup. And then Zoom and Jaro. People fucking forget about it. It's attached to the big dick King to Ka ride. And this is my favorite drop ride in the world. And the reason is it's fucking tall. Is it the tallest at this point? I don't even remember. Um, well, I don't know. I think maybe that one in Orlando now is taking that one. Well, that one's the tallest freestanding. Uh, okay. So I mean, it's still the tallest drop. I mean, and I think it's taller than the California one. But what I like about it is while it is so tall, it feels very secure because you just have this coaster track around you. And you can kind of look to the side. When you see the twist, you think, okay, I'm almost to the top. And then we the views, because, you know, King Dakar just goes way the fuck out in the woods. 
just away from everything, you can see the entire park from the top. So the view is amazing. And then the drop, obviously. I mean, you're talking about tallest drop in the world, one of the tallest, I'm not sure. But holy shit. You have to, even if you hate drop towers, you have to ride this one. It's that good. Maybe one of the one of the best flat rides, period. Not very flat, very tall, but you get what I'm saying there. And then another thing that just makes this place fucking elite is they have a safari adventure um, drive-through. And I think they've actually, they're bringing back, I don't know. I think it's a, at one point you just waited in line and it was a part of admission. I think it might be an upcharge again. Um, but through COVID, they were just doing a drive-through. So I'm not really sure what state it's in as far as enjoying the park. But I think in any state, it's actually a pretty good experience you don't you go into a six flags you don't expect a safari to be there but they just have one and i think it's i mean your quality is not disney-like but when you get like a, a an enthusiastic six flags employee that's really into it it's not as formal it's more casual and i like that style so i think in whatever form you should you should kind of take the time to go ahead and do the safari because it's pretty special and then you have a separate admission water park here, um, Hurricane Harbor. So you got a, you got a nice water park. You've got the safari element. You have a great flat ride collection and underrated coaster selection. This is a good park. Fucking good. I, I feel like I have what could either be a valid or stupid question. Yeah. Uh, do Zumanjaro and King Daka run alternating... Or can they question. go simultaneous? I think it used to have to be alternating because like Jersey's state laws with amusement park rides are pretty strict. Mm-hmm. And once they built it, they found out they the state said they couldn't operate it at the same time. So they had to like coordinate dispatches, which is a capacity not, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, not ideal, especially when King Daka is involved. But I do think recently they they've made it and they've made the corrections to be able to do both. Okay. That's so cool. that, so yeah, there's, I think there's actual footage now of like, there's a coaster launching you're at the top and you guys are going down together, which is pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> That's a good question, Jeff. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I felt like it could be considered both stupid or good, depending on who's asking. So <laughs> very fair. And uh, they have a good food selection, I assume. Um, I don't really remember, but Let's go ahead and hit what that's all about, Jeff. We've got our Six Flags food options. I'm going to try and mention some unique, unique stuff. Um, first on the list will be Boardwalk Po... Goodness, I can't ever say this right. Boardwalk Po' Boys. they got Po' po Boy sandwiches, uh, gumbo, jambalaya, and fish and chips. So if you're craving a Cajun fix, that'll be your place. Uh, we've got Central Brew House with pub-style oh, food, okay. which includes a drink menu carrying both wine and beer. I bet um, they got some good craft beers there for that. Yeah. Maybe chug a little IPA before you get on the King to Car. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or uh, try and sneak it on. Drink water, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe water. Maybe water. <laughs> water. Um, all right, and then we're on to uh, Fat Burger, 
around since 1952, serving the original fat burger, skinny fries, and more. I feel like I've heard of this place, but it's just, I, I don't know why. And Ella, I th- and today was a good day. Ice Cube brings up, got the fat burger. Oh. So I think that's like a popular chain in LA. Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want a burger, I would, that that seems to be the most unique place to hit up. So um, then we got Jersey Devil Barbecue. I'm assuming a recent addition to pair up with uh, the old Jersey Devil Coaster. Uh, they've got your barbecue favorites, chicken wings, salads, beer, and ice cold drinks. And then I'll round out the list with Mama Flora's Cucina, uh, pasta, Italian sausage sandwiches, salads, fries, and more. Oh, and more. I love the more part. Yeah. Just enough suspense to make you show up. We got bottled water. That's the more part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A churro. We got a monkey playing an accordion. That's the more. That's the more. That's a more. I think my choice here is I'm getting the fat burger because okay. that's hip hop. Yeah, you gotta. That would probably be mine as well. Yeah, and a burger, burger, a burger hits no matter when. Especially a fat burger, like yeah. fat and juicy, ooey, dick. I I forgot to look, dick. I forgot to look these up last night, and I wanted to see what a fat burger looked like. Three in the uh, morning, got the fat burger. I think that's what it is. Something like that. <laughs> it looks, the the logo looks kind of similar-ish to uh, Fuddruckers, but not really. Hey, can uh, I get another Fuddruckin' burger? Yeah. I've had Fuddruckers in a long time. Because they're all Yeah, closed. I haven't either. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're, they are dying. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it looks good. It looks... Uh, like there's some burgers that have chili on them, apparently, which I'd be down for. Especially if I'm gonna ride Zumanjaro. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is I didn't look up the one at the park, so I don't know what their menu looks like there, if it's a limited menu, but at normal fat burgers, they have a burger with chili. You gotta think so, they would do chili. I hope so. Just a bag, heat it up. Get the spoon. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there you go. That is Six Flags. Great adventure. One of the best Six Flags parks, in my opinion. Good lineup. Very unique. I mean, not very unique. A lot of fucking clones, but very unique. And um, y'all, y'all got to go someday. Yes. Kind of hot. You got to go. Um, one thing to point out, too, there's a credit stop nearby. It's just an FBF spinner called Freedom Rider. Um, I play America. Freehold, New Jersey. Kind of an interesting name. I don't know if I would have chose that. Um, I don't know what the theme is there, but there you have it. 2016 edition. Go get your whore on. And that completes all the fucking... That was a, it was hard to get through New Jersey. There was a lot of fucking tiny parks to get through, and then you got the Six Flags. But we have gone through it. Really Did proud it. of you guys. The state next... of all the SPF spinners. <laughs> They're all, they've all been covered now. I'm sure there's none in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Which will be our next stop. Our next stop I'm pretty excited about because we're going to be highlighting Dorney Park, maybe Allentown, Pennsylvania a little bit, and my beloved Knobles. 
pretty good chance I'll have some rants about how much I fucking love that place. Gonna have my nipples hard the whole podcast thinking about weird flex. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wear a heavy duty <laughs> shirt for that that episode. Um, I feel like we should play the audio from. Uh, oh, never mind. That was Waldemir. Never mind. Yep, that was a long time ago, bro. Long time ago. We, that ship has sailed. We'll get there soon. We still haven't hit that park yet. Yeah, we have. We we talked about Waldemir already. <laughs> I mean, Kennywood. Oh, Kennywood, Kennywood. Yes, that'll be uh, yeah, coming up soon. But uh, gonna be a great show. And uh, just a little announcement to everybody here: we're about to become bi fucking weekly. And I think it's funny because bi-weekly means two things because we used to be a bi-weekly podcast, which meant every other week, but now we're going to be a bi-weekly podcast. Holy shit. Those look good. Uh, I am announcing a new show for you guys. Our executive producer came up with it, which is my wife and going to be doing a little educational thing for you guys every Friday. Not going to be a long podcast, just a little guy. Maybe even enough to just be a TikTok. And it's called Coaster Curiosity with Coaster Bro. There's questions. My wife asks them. And I'm going to explain. My wife, not a big coaster enthusiast, has some questions. Maybe you don't know the difference between a dive coaster and a tilt coaster. I'm going to help you specify that. That's going to be every Friday. Get ready, baby. Bi-weekly podcast coming at your ass. I like it. I actually do really like that idea. It's great because uh, if we've got some budding enthusiast listeners, just which we do, learning the ropes, we got to catch uh, up so you understand what the fuck we're talking about on our road trip. Yeah. You know, we we like a cohesive community. That's what right. We're talking about it might even be a kid friendly show. <laughs> Complicated, lame. Because we talked about dicks a lot on this show and masturbation, so probably not a kid show, but not explicit. We'll say that. Maybe. We'll see what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, man, uh, Theme Park says showed off something pretty badass. Our Patreon, we are moments away from launching that. Would you say, Theme Park Stud? Uh, I don't know about moments. <laughs> we still got to build it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe March. Maybe March. March? It's April. Next year? March I was going to say March I get, year. Guys, I get March and May confused a lot. I don't know why they <laughs> was started like, two uh, months with M.A. Maybe May. May. May be May. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. May. The memes start. Yeah. Let's go ahead and nail in May, though. We'll get figured out, Theme Park Stud. Patreon coming soon. Maybe an off-topic show. But there's going to be an opportunity to get you a little welcome gift from those things. And You just showed me something pretty special, pretty cool. A little something that might look good, holding your coffee down on your table, making sure there's no rings on your table. Might be kind of neat. Dang, I was going to hope it was an Olney Scrambler's thong. I'm giving away you some add, of the... You can put it on your table and... <laughs> yeah, it can, it can... Hold your coffee, make sure there's no rings. <laughs> you just got to bunch up the thong. Yeah. Especially if it's a bigger thong, you can help, you know? Yeah. All right. And uh, if you like the podcast, you'll love our social media. So go check us out, solo.to slash coastercuzzies. You can check out all of our social medias through that link. And uh, also some of our merch. We do have Only Scramblers merchandise. If you have a baby, you can buy them an Only Scrambles, Scramblers onesie. 
um still haven't sold one of those i don't know why but um yeah it's we got some cool stuff on there <laughs> go get you some cool well thank you all for joining us today uh hope you guys enjoyed jersey it's done and a little bit of pennsylvania because we're in philadelphia too for a little bit uh but next time we're in pennsylvania but you know what to do america stay fly Don't get punched in the face.